Pure Enthusiasts Club podcast. This week, live from Castle Coombe for the JEC Track Day. JECpodcast.com Hello and welcome to another Jaguar Enthusiast Club podcast. Wayne Scott with you. I hope you're keeping well. And this week, a podcast of a very different format because we are live from the JEC Track Day at Castle Coombe. So join me as we walk the paddock and meet some of the familiar faces and get to see what happens behind the scenes at these superb events. Don't forget to check out the website at JEC org.uk forward slash events to find out more about the events you can get involved with with the Jaguar Enthusiast Club and also we did a whole selection of videos from this day as well we took the Richard Remembers theme to a whole new level where he takes us around the XJR 15 the very first one that TWR built to remember working and launching that car back in the day also I interview Head of PR for JLR, Alistair Somerville as well. They're all videos that are coming very shortly. We'll give you a shout on this podcast when they are published and live for you. But for now, let's go and explore Castle Coombe for the Jaguar Enthusiast Club Track Day. You're listening to the Jaguar Enthusiasts Club podcast. To find out what events you can get along to or to discover local club meets in your region, visit jec.org.uk. Well, wandering down the paddock here at Castle Coombe for the Jaguar Enthusiast Club Track Day, I found a very familiar car to listeners of the JEC podcast. It is actually the S-Type built by Maguire's. And I've got uh, one of the Maguire's team here with me. Introduce yourself to everyone. How you doing? I'm Dale Masterman. Now, Dale, you remember, joined us some episodes back, uh, way back in 2020, in fact, and we had a really good session with Maguire's on detailing your Jaguar, but we're here today to enjoy some track time, and it's probably where this concept of this S-Type began for you, isn't it, Dale? Exactly that. So the S-Type R um, is my project build for the company. Um, two years ago is the last time I came to this event to support the Jaguar Enthusiast Club and I was taken out in some of the race cars for some laps and it really inspired me to get the real feel of what a proper race car should be when you're inside it. So it really helped push this along and work closer with Swallows Racing to build the car that it is today. And it's a really interesting car to have chosen because it wouldn't be your natural choice for a track day weapon, an S-Type, would it? No, um, obviously I wanted to pick something that would create conversation and, you know, love them or hate them, everyone always has an opinion on S-Types and, and not a lot of people in my circle, uh, especially in the modified scene, actually knew you could get a supercharged V8 one. So when I told them I was going to build, you know, what essentially is the ultimate Sunday driver, uh, make it manual, make it fast, make it aggressive, but also make it look incredibly kind of like it's paying homage to vintage Jaguar racing. And that's exactly what I tried to do. And this is absolutely why we're so excited about this car as well, because as you say, it opens up the Jaguar mark to completely new audiences, doesn't it? Correct. And we've used it on some of our, you know, without sounding, you know, a lot of shows we go to are modified shows with the younger generation. And I have spoken to a lot of people at Goodwood and at shows, especially at Tracks of the Week. I had a young guy come up to me and said he inherited a Jag um, through the family and he wasn't sure whether or not he could take it to shows and events but after seeing the s-type felt like he could so it's great to kind of bring people in and show them that you know it's not the stereotype um you can do stuff cool with them and there is a culture behind it that love to have fun with them 
Absolutely, and it looks great. You've got that fantastic period British racing green paint on it. And the thing that always grabs me when I see this car is the wheels. They're an evocation of those Dunlop steels that the D-types race with in period, but brought up to date. Exactly that. So I worked very closely with Image uh, Wheels. So they're a completely one-off set of three-piece custom wheels. But my idea was to, you know, basically look like a really bad Photoshop of an old Jaguar. So everything just blown up to the max and made bigger and just to pay homage to it and just have some fun with it. Absolutely. Well, it's a day that's uh, inspired this Jaguar. It's a day that I know you've enjoyed alongside some of the Swallows racing guys here taking some more track time. So uh, how's it been out there today? Yeah, it's good. Um, my colleague Patrick has just gone out with Tom in his race car, so I'm sure he'll, um, he'll come back a bit dazed and confused. Uh, me, I like to have a relaxing day, so I enjoy watching. So there'll be no track time for me. Brilliant. And you're not tempted to take her out today then? Not today. Um, I should have checked with corporate when I wasn't halfway through the build if I could track the car. So it's, um, it's just on show. Um, it's a great car to drive on the road, but no track time. Dale from Maguire, thanks for joining us. No problem at all. Well, here at Castle Coombe, up and down the paddock, there are a whole variety of Jaguars that have joined us. It's brilliant just to wander around. It's like a car show in itself. And as uh, Ray Searles earlier was telling us, the chairman of the Jaguar Enthusiast Club, they are cars that are used every day. There are old cars like an XK120. We've got a Mark 1 XJ6 over there as well. But then there are the racers. And actually a lot of our JC Race Championship guys use this as a test opportunity and really just to get their cars set up for the winter ahead and to get some valuable practice time in. And one such person joins me now. He is the managing director of the Jaguar Daimler Heritage Trust. He's uh, no stranger to this podcast, is Matthew Davis. Hi, Matthew. Hi, Wayne. How are you? You look like you're having great fun. I'm great watching you. I, I, I love today. I think Tuesday at the JAC Track Day is one of my favourite days of the year now. I came last year with the, the XJR, the race car, for the first time. I brought my brother down to come and have a go. And um, we, we did a bit of grass collecting that time. It was a bit wet. But this time... Uh, we've got a glorious sunny day. It's windy, but it's sunny, and we've got an incredible selection of cars here. And it's been great with the Jaguar Daimler Heritage Trust. We've got five of our volunteers came down for the day. Um, Ray's been doing some circuit tuition with them, which has been fantastic. So they brought the uh, ring taxi down, the XJR ring taxi. Been, been out and had some laps in that. So um, you just watch that thing going around and all the other cars we've got in the paddock it's just unbelievable isn't it it's fantastic yeah, brilliant we've done some filming actually today a, a video that you can watch on youtube on the jake enthusiast club channel very soon on the xjr15 that's here with andrew maynard and a real pivotal moment in jaguar's history and here we have it out on track yeah to see one of those here yeah we're, we're used to some special cars but not that kind of level of special, I mean, that's uh, an unbelievable unicorn a bit for us to see, isn't it? And um, to get one here on, uh, on our track day, I think that's really nice of Andrew to bring it along for us, wasn't it? Yeah, sure is. And did this really start your racing? No, so I would say about 15 years ago, my brother and I started doing track days on Anglesey. And um, we bought little old 325i Sport when you could get one for 1500 quid. And um, we'd bang around Anglesey, sort of frightening people in Mitsubishi Evos and stuff like that. And we had just tons of fun with it. And um, I always really loved that powerful front engine, real wheel drive, nicely balanced car. And um, always in my mind, I thought, oh, I'd love to have something supercharged <laughs> to go on a track in like that. So I've always had my eye on a Jag. And, but obviously, 
as I kind of started a family and had to pay for things my wife thought were more important, I never got the chance. But this last year, I got the racing car and this is it. I'm finally doing what I hoped I'd do. Yeah. Well, it's important testing time for you. Of course, you've had a bit of a rocky season. It started at Silverstone with that fire on the starting line. But uh, opportunities like this are good just to get your eye in and to hone those skills, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's so... Not, I mean, they always say to you, just got to get time in the car, in the seat. So something like this is just golden for me. I mean, I, I've, I've done six rounds now, uh, thanks to Swallows lending me the XJ40. So that got me important time. And um, I'm hoping to be at Mallory for the final round. And I even went up and did a sprint uh, on Anglesey this weekend, just to get in the car and do something different. So um, coming here has been great. Sadly, I ate another supercharger belt, so, uh, so she's back in the trailer already. But um, no, it's just good to get time, isn't it? And brilliant. As you mentioned, you've got some of the JDHT volunteers and the ring taxi here. And it's brilliant that they're not just museum pieces, these cars. We get to see them out on track. That's exactly right. The cars like that, the modern classics in the collection, we, we, Tony, as you know, Tony well, Tony always tries to get interesting, more modern cars that they're not Le Mans winners, they're not that type of a thing, but they are really interesting cars that we can take on the track and, and demonstrate and, and um, show people. And it's not obviously like the sort of what we call the Class A cars, the really uh, historically important cars where we have to take a lot of care with them. Things like the Ring Taxi had a purpose in period and um, told an important story about what Jaguar did at Nürburgring and continues to do. Um, and so it's really nice to get that out. We got it MOT Thursday and um, we, we put a message out to the volunteers to see who wanted to come and do a track day. And uh, Jace, who've been brilliant to invite us here, uh, and he's always fantastic with us at the collection. So it, it, it's just been so nice to see the ring taxi not parked outside the collection centre and actually smoking its tyres around here. <laughs> Absolutely. And actually our friends at Jaguar Classic um, have brought that fantastic F-Type rally car oh, as I well. It, Amazing to see that again. Uh, it's really great because Dan that runs Classic is a trustee of the Jaguar Dome Heritage Trust and Alistair, the new head of PR, joined um, uh, it must be about 10 months now but uh, the two of them are, are really really keen on the cars, really keen on what we do at the Trust. So um, we sort of mentioned to Alice that this is one of the good days of the year and uh, good old boy, he's brought some interesting cars down, hasn't he? He yeah. has indeed and of yeah. course we told the story of that car here on the podcast with its original driver Jade Paveley, who we hoped was going to join us this weekend but sadly she's stuck in Finland doing proper rallying uh, so her career takes precedent quite rightly so but uh, uh, really nice to see that car out on track and for you next season in the JC Race Championship let's hope things go a little better you're looking forward to it? I, I can't wait to go again <laughs> I'm, I'm, I really would love to do Silverstone properly and not um, have what happened last time but uh, no I can't wait Wayne I'm, I'm hoping I'm a bit quicker and a bit be nice to be a bit more reliable <laughs> <laughs> well we wish you all the best of luck Matthew Davies from JDHT thank you very much thanks Wayne well, one of the joys of track days here at the Jaguar Enthusiast Club is walking up and down the paddock, watching the cars out on track and meeting fellow members and fellow enthusiasts. 
of the Jaguar Mark and this man here now with me has been on this podcast before but has actually been driving one of the Swallows cars and giving passenger rides today. It is Rob Jenner. Hi Rob. Hi Wayne, how are you? Very good, thanks. I've had a great day watching you uh, take very scared looking people out round the track. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm, I'm one of the slow boys out there but it's been a great day. We've been out in the Palmer Sport XKR and the XJS race car as well today. And those cars, of course, prepared by Swallows Racing, and they do a great job. Obviously, Tom at the head of the field with the JC Race Championship, but they put as much into their customers' cars as well, don't they? Indeed, they do. Um, and we were with them the night before this track day, and the amount of effort and work that the whole team put in is, is immense. I mean, they trailered four cars up here at seven o'clock this morning in the pouring rain and drove one up as well for us to play with. So uh, Gary, Tom, Jack and all the other guys, fantastic effort. Great fun for you as well to say round scared looking people around the track and people who perhaps are just feeling things out for themselves. Perhaps next time we have a track day, they might want to come and bring their own Jaguar. But for today, you're showing them the ropes and getting them in the passenger seat. What sort of people have you taken out on track today? I've had it, all sorts of people today from people that have never been in a race car before, never been on a track, and then people that are actually better than me and, and taught me what to do. So it's been, um, as always, Wayne, an interesting day when I'm involved. And it's great, isn't it, to see all of these people come in and building a community around these track days within the Jaguar Enthusiast Club. And that's what it's all about. It's a very supportive family. And actually, a lot of people coming into track days for the very first time, actually, after a few sessions, leaving here, uh, not novices anymore, but really feeling confident with themselves. Yeah, sadly, Wayne, it is like a drug. Once it's in your blood, it's there forever. Um, and yeah, it is. It's great to see lots and lots of new faces this time, but faces that we've seen from previous track days coming back for another go it's very very encouraging and looking up and down the paddock you're a jaguar man you've owned most of the different models that we see here in front of us what one would you take away with you today oh that's a really difficult one um i've got quite friendly with the palmer sport xkr that i've driven a number of times but today i was given the xjs manual ex chris boone race car um that's a different animal altogether and i think i'd take that away today just to learn the car to see how capable it is and i think the car's more capable than i am quite frankly well it's a car that i think swallows are actually loaning out for next season for now rob jenner thanks for joining us thanks wayne see you soon well, I'm sat inside another very interesting and very exciting Jaguar here at the JC Track Day at Castle Coombe. It's an E-Type and it's an E-Type Coupe, but uh, not any normal E-Type Coupe because this is a rally car. And I have its very, very stunning driver with me, Debbie Edwards. Hi, Debbie. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> very well, thanks. So, tell us how this E-Type became a rally car. Where's the story begin? The story begins where I was actually supposed to be doing a rally in um, a Volvo. And the Volvo got sold. And the only car that was available was an E-Type Jaguar, this one. Um, so I went out and I did the rally. The car virtually caught fire because the issues were leaking so much petrol. And back in those days, all the marshals chain smoked. So when you came to your time control, <laughs> it was quite a, quite an inflammatory situation. <laughs> um, and that's how, how the car started out as a rally car. We did a couple of road rallies and, and did quite well considering. And um, then I got offered sponsorship, which was very nice and uh, the chance to do some rallies abroad and it's not the natural choice of car to go rallying in so how does she perform 
Uh, she performs as well as anybody else, I suppose, um, providing you appreciate the power at the back end. Uh-huh and you learn how to power spin it before you do anything else, then you know how and when you're really going to get into trouble. And obviously the height from the ground is not particularly an advantage. You started in the early 90s and by 1994 you had a major trophy to your name, didn't you? I did, yes. Luckily I I won the uh, British Women's Rally Drivers Rally Championship in 1994. Um, Mainly thanks to David Sutton from David Sutton Motorsports sending me off to do some events in Spain which this particular car was well suited for. And I love being sat here because you can see all of the sort of modifications. There's a sort of array of switches in front of me here. There's the emergency cutoff for the battery there. It looks like a well-campaigned E-Type, uh, far removed really from the sort of show queens that you often see. This is this is proper stuff, this is, and it's that uh, I can imagine every sort of mark has a kind of memory for you, I guess. Oh yes, there's definitely some battle scars. Um, <laughs> when we lift the bonnet on the bulkhead is number is number 42 written in pink. Um, not pink because this is a girl driving a car. Uh, it's the actual official number for the RAC rally that we did. And we were actually seeded number 42, which is quite apt as it's a 4.2 E-type. And that's still painted on the bulkhead. E-types, as I say, not normal uh, sort of rally cars, but you've proven that uh, they can do anything really. So what have you had to do to unlock it? What modifications were done to this car to make it competitive? To make this car competitive, the only modification apart from the roll cage is that we put a 354 differential in it, <clears throat> which, um, as a lot of your, uh, your people will know, will give it a lot more acceleration, but hardly any top speed. So for a rally, rather than modify the engine, we were within the FIA rules uh, with the car being standard, It also gives me the opportunity to power spin it, which is very handy because you can't really handbrake turn any type, so you need to power it round if you have a a very awkward hairpin bend. As a winner of a women's championship, do you think that's the future of the sport or do we have to integrate men and women into the same championships more going forward? What's your view on that? Well, the the trophy, for the, the British Women's Rally Trophy was because I was a member of a, a women's club, but all my rallying has been done against men. Um, you know, when, I, when I first started rallying, you'd have 120 cars in an event, both with two guys in. There were probably two or three girls in the whole event, and the majority of those were navigating. Well, of course, you saw uh, earlier on the F-Type rally car that's here as well, also pedalled by uh, Jade Pavley, who we had on the podcast uh, a few episodes ago. Uh, fantastic story behind that as well. But nice to see this rallying heritage with Jaguar. And, of course, heritage, I guess, it's kind of forgotten. A lot of people talk about Le Mans and, and the racing heritage, but actually Jaguars did so well in rallying, especially the xk one twenties and even SS one hundreds before the war in things like the Mili Melia and Monte Carlo rallies, didn't they? They did indeed, yeah. I would love to do an event like that. Um, but they are obviously for the for the older cars in general. Um, I, I don't know why E types weren't pioneered more for rallying. I didn't didn't uh, Pat Moss try with an E type in the in the sixties and then you know flipped away to the minis and I to be to be honest with you you've got a mini in front of you the in front of your steering wheel when you you're in an E-type, they're so long. Debbie, you're one of our heroes here uh, today at Castle Coombe for this track day. It's been great to see you and the car here. Have you enjoyed the day? Oh, I've loved it. Met some fascinating people. It's been lovely. Including-
including yourself, <laughs> darling. Thank you so much for coming and bringing this wonderful story, this wonderful E-type to meet us. Thank you so much. Thank you too. Well, continuing my tour of the paddock here at Castle Coombe, and I found the chairman of the Jaguar Enthusiast Club, Ray Searles. Ray, you've been out on track in what exactly? Uh, I've been out in my Jaguar XK RS, Wayne. And you've not had this car long, have you? Uh, I've had it since March, yeah, that's right, a few months. So you now know it better than anyone else? Uh, I wouldn't say that, but I know it a lot better after today, yeah, so far. Now, you are a recent convert to track days, aren't you? You tried them when you bought that car very uh, early on last year. So uh, tell us about how they've bitten you. The bug is definitely in you now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it, it is. Um, we did one at Blyton, as you know, early in the year. That was the first one uh, I'd ever done. And it was one of those things that you came out of COVID and thought, I'm not getting any younger. If I don't do it now, I've, I'm never going to do it. So went to Blyton, uh, enjoyed it. And thought okay we've got to do this again and here we are at castle coombe and it's a much better circuit and uh, i'm really enjoying driving the car today it's great fun and it's fair to say that in the past track days haven't really been a part of club activities that's really perhaps appealed to you that you've got involved with in the past but talk us through how you've been sort of welcomed into it and how easy it's been to get into uh well it's been really easy i mean colin porter who, who runs these events for us um, he's very clear on the instructions, um, had lots of help from, from people uh, like Ray Ingman, uh, our Tame Ards instructor, uh, who's helped us with lines. So as a novice, you, know, you get lots of support, you get to, to go out early on in the day, um, goes quite slowly to, to see the lines. And then of course, if you want to, you can get Ray to sit in with you and actually talk you through a few laps before you go out uh, on your own. And it's very easy. People build your confidence very, very quickly. And of course, you can also sit with people like Swallows, uh, Tom Robinson and co, who will also take you out or sit with you. So it, it's a really friendly atmosphere in the public and it, it's been really easy to, to get into. Yeah, I, it's, it's one of those things I think we, we really do well at the club, but not enough people know about it, I think. Well, we'd like to tell more people about it and we'd like more of you listening to come and have a go because if you're out there trying to enjoy your Jaguar on track, uh, you know, you go to a lot of the commercial track days that we know are out there and you won't get anywhere near the support that uh, you get here with the JEC as Ray's just described. And it's great to look around the paddock and see so many different Jaguars as well. We've got everything from very modern F-types and XKs right the way back to an XK120, but a lot of uh, very affordable Jaguars as well. X300s, XJ40s out there as well. So it's not big track machines that are, are being attracted to Castle Coombe at all, is it? No, it's not. No, there's a, a very good mixture of cars. I mean, there's even a Series 1 XJ. Uh, and, and, you know, I was following him and he was really giving it some beans and going for it. And I think everybody is having a, a really good time, no matter what Jaguar uh, they've got. I think the thing for me is, is what I've learned is you don't realise what these cars can do. They are road cars, but... You know, we poodle along down the motorways at 70 mile an hour if the government allows us to go that fast. And you don't really explore the limits of the car. And this is fabulous to get out here today and actually really 
you know, find out where the limits of, of adhesion and things like that are. I didn't even know what adhesion was uh, <laughs> until I started doing track days. Well, of course, it's great fun and we're all smiling and grinning and there's adrenaline pumping here. But actually, there's quite a good safety aspect to this because if you understand how your car behaves at speed, maybe you've got a little bit twitchy on one of the corners, you get to learn so much about it and you, you really do get to know the car and I guess be less intimidated by it. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, I, I find that um, certainly after the first track day, you know, I found it a much easier car to drive afterwards because I did understand it a lot better. Uh, and it was it was much easier once you go down the back roads. I mean, I live in Shropshire, got lots of nice roads and, you know, legally it was nice to drive. You started to enjoy the car much better, even on those sorts of roads. So, yeah, it's, it's, there's real benefits all around, I think. Excellent stuff. Well, that's Ray Sells, then chairman of the Jaguar Enthusiast Club. I'm going to go for another wander of the paddock now and find someone very familiar to all of us here on the JC podcast, Tom. Tom Robinson is out there somewhere and he's one of the people been given passenger rides to members who've come along to the track day, perhaps didn't want to take their own car out this time, but Tom's been showing them the ropes. You're listening to the Jaguar Enthusiasts Club podcast. Tom's Jaguar Racing Diary. Sharing the knowledge, drama and innovation from behind the scenes of the Jaguar Enthusiasts Club Race Championship. Now sat inside Tom Robinson's jc championship race car it is an xj6 a supercharged xjr6 actually and it is fully stripped out to explain what i can see around me there's a lot of roll cage and not a lot of anything else at all there's certainly no trim and you just realize how far away the front bulkhead is from you when you sit in one of these cars uh, with everything ripped out and uh, it is pretty stripped down, very lightweight. There's no meat in the doors at all. In fact, I can see the road outside there, which is a little bit disconcerting. But here we are in your office, Tom. Yeah, that's an unusual way to put it, my office. I wish it was my office regularly, to be honest. Um, yeah, so we've just been, well, as you feel the heat in the car, yeah. we've been pretty much pounding around all day, just giving um, JC members a bit of a taste of the race series, really, and what it's like. and. Uh, um, yeah, Coombe being a track that I know well, I've done a few laps there, so it's, yeah, it's good fun. Well, it's great for us to be sat here in person for a change, because of course we listen to your diary every single week here on the JC Podcast. It's brilliant to be sat in the very car that we talk about week in, week out. And talk us through, for those who can't see what we're uh, looking at at the moment, what we've yep. got in here. So, um, yeah, obviously, as you said, Wayne, it's already pretty stripped out compared to the standard XJR6. There, there isn't really anything, as you can imagine, that matches the original car inside. So um, we've taken like an original mold of the dashboard, but we've got a real lightweight carbon fiber dashboard. It looks like the original XJR6, but it's really not. Um, other than that, everything else is, other than the roll cage, is just completely bespoke. We've had to make it to, to suit me, if that makes sense. So we've got like detachable race steering wheel, um, just above a weight race steering wheel, as I've always talked about on the podcast, all the data that we look through. Um, that's the LCD screen, I can see everything. On the center of the dash, um, where your vents would normally be, we have like what they call a can keypad so that's just all my buttons so i've got the wipers and at the end of the day we're trying to get these race cars as light as possible so wherever we can save weight we can so instead of having the original bulky jaguar switches and lots of loom we just use one of these which is on can network so it's on a, a five wire system it's really basic and we just have the basics such as lights wipers and some basic controls for me basically 
And I notice as I look down into the footwell in front of you, there's a big sort of box of tricks behind the accelerator pedal. What's going on there? Yeah, so um, that's something that we bought in, um, probably remember very early on the podcast, we're saying that the car being supercharged is quite difficult to drive. So when we have wet weather conditions, um, it's a bit playful on the rear end, if that makes sense. So what we do is we run a drive-by-wire throttle body system. So there's no cabling at all. And you can see there's a big module on the back there. So essentially, if it's wet or anything like that, we have a separate map for that. And it just takes a punch out of it. So when I'm 100% throttle on there, it won't actually be 100% throttle at the body. It will be sort of 60%. And that's just really progressive to make it as smooth as possible for wet racing, really. Fantastic. And uh, obviously, what looks like sound deadening is probably heat uh, tape to keep you from burning yourself on various yeah, bits of the car. That's correct. So if you filled a tunnel now, I've just been out for a session, you get so much heat through the bulkhead and you're obviously right by the gearbox here. So it's just to try and stop any of that emitting through. And also that is the firewall. So wherever we can keep that sealed, we do. Uh, and we use this as a, like a funk motorsport. It's good for about 600 degrees. It's quite impressive stuff to be fair. Um, but that, that just lowers my cabin temperature just to try and make it as comfortable as possible. Well, ultimately all of that takes away from your concentration so it's yeah. important that you're comfortable as uh, as anything else and of course these seats very tight very hugging and you strap yourself in on the four-point harnesses very tight as well and that's yeah. all about getting yourself in communication with what the car's doing isn't it yeah that's it i mean even with sort of modern electronics on cars you still always will drive the, the car almost through the seat if that makes sense you want to be as connected as possible to the chassis and i've drive that very much on on what i can feel through my bum basically so the rear end moving the front you feel feedback through the steering so yeah if we can get that as direct as possible it makes it easier for a driver to judge and predict the conditions especially if they're changing um, and obviously with the roll cages and the chassis being welded it's very stiff so you feel everything on the back end there and uh, yeah like you said we've got four point high or six point harnesses actually in this that bolt to the seat and that's just safety i mean um, all of these have to be date stamped and it's short periods of time to be serviced to pass scrutineering and I mean when you see some of the accidents in the modern motorsport era stuff these seats and harnesses they really do save lives so it's, it's worth doing it really is and of course manual gearbox was this the original manual gearbox that this XJR6 was built with from the factory or, or what's that under yeah, there? That, that is actually correct so this is an original factory manual XJR6 um, there's only a hundred producers quite a rare car but all the guys in the race series use the same box some of the guys with V12 use different but this is actually the original Gatrag 290 um, we have made some improvements to the box but being honest it is very standard it's amazing what these gearboxes can do um, we've obviously as you can see um, Wayne, we've got like rose joint linkage and we make a really short shifter so it's very small, uh, smooth and punchy through the gears and that's the same again just if we can change gear quicker um, like I said it's going to reflect on the lap time but one of the things we, we do have that's very different to standard car is is the clutch and flywheel setup. it's very small, very light, only a, a 6 inch clutch, clutch basket on this so it picks up quickly uh, with the revs and changes gear very quick as well but it's not sequential standard H pattern box well, something else you notice as well are the plethora of pipes and hoses and cable runs that pass either side of you, both yeah. in the driving seat and in the passenger seat that I'm sat in here. And, of course, you've got all of the switches here, your emergency cut-off. You've yeah. got a brake pressure balancing uh, knob there. And, of course, in a race car, the electrics and the fuel lines run through the cab, don't they? Exactly that, yeah. So that's a lot of that's done for safety. We run them inside the roll cage, so we use, like, a braided motorsport AN fittings. They're all aluminium. 
uh, they're called aero equipped they use them in a lot of um, aviation stuff um, but that's just the safety parameters we run them up into the car external fuel pumps and the tanks actually separate to me in the back but they do all run inside the roll cage to avoid any damage and same with the wiring loom just where you're sat weighing actually there's the ecu etc and as i was saying earlier we use a can system so we don't have any fuses it's on what they call a power distribution module that's all for lightweight um, features and it's all tucked up under there so it's all accessible really easy if we have any issues and you've been taking people out round the track today, giving passenger rides. My God, some passenger rider would have thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's funny because I kind of take it for granted. Like you said earlier, we, I spend a lot of time out on track in this. So you kind of get used to how it performs, if that makes sense. But it's, it's great. We've got a GoPro in here today. So we've been getting uh, kind of a bit of scare cam footage to see people's reactions. So I'm looking forward to seeing that later. But yeah, it's been... Uh, a lot of people wanting to go out in this because I, I think it just surprises people with such a big saloon what it can actually do if you want it to. One of the things I noticed when you took me out in this was that it moves around on the road quite a lot. And yeah. here at Castle Coombe, there is quite a lot of crests and bumps, isn't there? And, and you really are guiding it and wrestling with it to keep it in a straight line. Yeah, you're absolutely bang on. Yeah, I mean, and that's something that I, I, I guess I just do without realising. But yeah, it's very bumpy, There's especially across the back. I remember we had a bit of a moment, didn't we, waiting, coming through there. But yeah, it unsettles the car, but it's a fine balance. You, I try to run it kind of as stiff as we can get away with, if that makes sense. But if obviously, if we run it too stiff, we sometimes use uh, lose rear grip. Um, so it is a bit of a balance getting the right bump and rebound sense, but it is notoriously bumpy here. But yeah, you just kind of have to hold on and ride it, really, because um, most of the time when we actually check on the data it is quick on the lap times even though it feels like it's skipping about a bit it's a fantastic car it's a real feat of engineering really and proof like you say that jaguar saloons can be really competitive it's great to sit here at castle coombe for the jc track day and of course we listen to you every week it's part of your motorsport diary on the jc podcast and these track days really are a great sort of test bed and practice session for you, really, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the things I will say is how I actually got into racing. I mean, I, I didn't go... We, we've done some track days and stuff, and it's great to see people, like you said, it is still looking like a standard Jaguar. Um, and you can come out and have some fun on track with your road car and go from there. Brilliant. Tom Robinson there, as ever, brilliant and scaring people here at Castle Coo. <laughs> Well, at the end of a busy day here at Castle Coombe, but a brilliant day, a day that has given lots of the people in the paddock big wide grins as they return to their vehicles and head for home. I'm joined by the man who organised all of this, Colin Porter. It's been a great track day, hasn't it, Colin? Yeah, yeah, it's been superb. We've had a fantastic turnout, um, you know, better, better than we expected. Uh, I think we had 50 cars out on track. Uh, something like 70 people driving and you know a couple of hundred people here spectating so yeah no absolutely fantastic day and it stayed dry absolutely which is always important especially for the novices who get a little bit worried when it gets greasy out there for good reason but what always amazes me with these track days is the sheer variety of Jaguars that we have on offer some you know obviously prepared for racing and the JC Championship guys have been here doing some testing but also some just normal road cars XJ40s even a very early series 1 XJ6 out on track as well yeah that was amazing to see yeah absolutely fantastic and you know it, it is great that people will bring these different cars out on track you know uh, we we want to see the variety of cars out on track um i think now with the F types particularly coming into you know second ownership uh and, and and in the hands of maybe younger people because they're slightly more affordable now those kind of people are coming out on track but we also want to see the guys that have got some of the classics uh out on track 
and you know we've had a good variety of those here today Wayne um, you know uh, some su super e-types uh, out on track and it's just great to see absolutely and some of those novice drivers turning up our own chairman amongst them to get some tuition from Ray Ingman and get a real arts instructor to take them around the circuit and show them the ropes yeah I mean uh, Ray uh, Ray Searles, our, our chairman, you know, he's he's really taken to to track days, and to see the grin on his face today was was something quite special. And you know, I had a conversation with him about you know starting to get the feel of it and and the the track starting to flow and and really kind of enjoying it. And and I could actually see standing at the track side him getting quicker and quicker. And and you know, you know, he's starting to get this and. Uh, He's, he's got a very, very good, uh, you know, car for, for the track and uh, he, he, he did very, very well with it. And those that didn't come with their own car haven't missed out because there's been lots of passenger rides as well. And I know you've been taking around some very excited looking people in the JP1 out there as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's the, the JP1 is a very, very different car. You know, it gives you a little bit of a, a feeling of what it's like perhaps to uh, go around in one of those uh, Le Mans cars from uh, perhaps the early 2000s when they, they were open open cars and to really really get a sense of speed in that car because you know you you are slightly removed from it uh in, in a tin top car and you know in an open top car it, it's it's a very very different experience and um you know for people to take people out in that and then to see how much that they enjoy it afterwards gives me a buzz you know it gives me a kick as well absolutely and it's been good weather for it where the rain has held off but it is windy as it always seems to be here at Castlecombe. Yeah. Uh, but of course this is the track day last one of 2021 but next year there are lots more to come aren't there yeah um you know we'll be back here no doubt in the autumn you know this has grown uh, over a number of years, you know, we've been coming to Casacoon, which is a great circuit, historic circuit. Uh, people like coming here. And we've built up a little bit of a following now for people that want to come and do this one. We're looking at, you know, some circuits uh, around the Midlands to try uh, and get people out from, from that area and to, to give people in other parts of the country uh, an opportunity to come out on track with us. And we're looking at returning to perhaps Harewood Hill Climb and uh, some other hill climbs uh, for, for next year. So we're just starting to put together the programme for 2021. So, yeah, people need to look out for that. And um, it's a great opportunity to get your car out on track. Absolutely. Well, you can find out all the details by watching jc.org.uk or, of course, continuing to listen to us here on the JC podcast. We'll keep you up to date with new track days as they're announced and give you details of how you can get enrolled and come and get some of the wide grins that we've experienced from our members at today's event as well. So, uh, Colin Porter, thanks for that. Yeah, you're welcome, Wayne, and uh, great to see you here and congratulations on your uh journey around the, the country on the uh, 48 hour um, tour of Britain. I'm not tired at all, can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> That's all for this episode of the Jaguar Enthusiast Club podcast. Don't forget to keep in touch with us here on the JC podcast via www.jcpodcast.com and you can get in touch with us very easily by using the voice recorder on there to leave us a message or you can use the contact form if you prefer to write your messages. Don't forget, you can also join the Jaguar Enthusiast Club online 
by clicking the Join Today button on the top right-hand corner of the podcast page to enjoy all the benefits plus the fantastic, glossy, 130-page monthly magazine that's all included in your membership of the worldwide Jaguar family that is the JEC. This is the Jaguar Enthusiasts Club podcast. Subscribe for new episodes at jecpodcast.com.